Hi, this is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God God's Way. I hope you had a good holiday season. I hope the new year was good and all of you were safe. We had a good time with our family. It was uh, kind of quiet, but it was enjoyable. And we took a week or two off just to recover and to be with family. And it was, was a good time. And it's good to be back with you again talking about what worship is and how worship fits into our community church lifestyle. And I would like to note at the beginning of this podcast that I've looked and read a lot of things on Facebook and and Instagram, and uh, a lot of people have posted things about worship. And I've most of the time don't read everything, but I noticed that people were saying that they were so thankful because they could worship God wherever they were. They could worship God freely. And one person actually said they were just so moved by the worship team at their church that they stayed at their church regardless of how they felt about it. They didn't really like the church. They were struggling, but the worship team was so good that they stayed just so they could listen to that team of singers and those musicians. Worship is, in the reality of it, is a separate identity. It has its own separate meaning. It has its own separate place. But when people gather to sing, when they gather to praise the Lord, that turns into a ministry itself. And it is very attractive and it has a place. There are times when God calls on people to come and minister to him in that way. Uh, Old Testament stories, he would actually send musicians out to fight the battle for the people. He would also bring the musicians into the house and they would all join together and exalt him and sing to him. And so we find ourselves very drawn to standing, lifting our hands, singing. We can be walking down the street. We can have our our headphones on and taking a walk and singing and praising him and going before him in that way. I remember the time the Lord said to me in my living room one afternoon when I was watching a a film, a musical that I was really enjoying. And then God said, well, that's how I feel when you come and sing to me, when you minister to me. So it gave me the the depth of experience that I needed so I could go to him and minister to him in music and minister to uh, those around and in that meeting at the same time. Because Paul does say you speak to one another, you teach one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, we can't eliminate the spiritual aspect of it. And so we find ourselves singing spiritual songs at times, songs that aren't always written down and prepared and on a screen. They're sometimes just things that the Holy Spirit breathes into a person and they begin to sing that out. Very important to be in meetings that work that way because that's how God reveals new things prophetically to people. He gives them ideas and thoughts and he speaks to people, he teaches them when other people are singing. So singing has a specific, very important place in the body of Christ, and it also has a very important place before the Lord and in his throne room. In spite of all those things, we still can't combine or confuse the idea of worship being singing. 
or worship being the ministry of the priesthood who stands before the altar. Worship is a different thing. It's a different experience. And the reason is, is that worship itself is a focal point of humility. And humility has been a strange word over the centuries. False humility, people who just did things to make people think they were being humble. When a person's humble, they're going down and surrendering. They're not standing up and proclaiming. They're not standing up and acknowledging a victory. They're going down and they're being humble and they're putting themselves in a place where they're not recognized. They're not recognizable. They're just bowing before God in this place of humility where God just looks down at it and says, that person is coming humbly before me. Now, God doesn't always want people to be singing. He doesn't always need singers and dancers and worship bands. Sometimes God says, I don't want that right now. I want people to get down and be humble before me, to humble themselves, to quiet themselves. And so we find that we like the, the position of praise because it's a moment of rejoicing. It's a place where we're exalting. It's something people can see, especially if you're leading on the platform, people are seeing you. There is a recognition that takes place, and that is a complicated environment for anyone. But when it comes to worshiping, when God says, come and worship me, he takes all of that out of the air. He takes everything out of the air and he said, I don't need anything but these humble servants who are coming before me and kneeling down before my throne. There's a special time for that. And I was looking at those posts and those Instagram messages and I was concerned because I didn't hear one person say anything about worshiping bowing down, being humble before the Lord. They were doing just the opposite. And it's not a bad thing, but it becomes problematic when they don't recognize the difference between the two. We live in a generation where our society doesn't see worship. It's a forgotten thing. It's a commandment that has dissolved and has disappeared. And it's done that because everyone believes and thinks and they tell you that worship is singing, that worship is playing, that worship is sitting in a room, that worship is listening, that worship is just walking outside around a building. They'll tell you that stuff. But listen to me. God is saying, I'm looking for true worshipers. Jesus is saying in John 4 that his father seeks, he has a craving to find people who will prosukaneo, who will come and humble themselves and bow down and wait in that place where there is nothing else but worship. You see, our generation has lost sight. They've forgotten it. It's disappeared from their thinking. 
it's disappeared from their experience and what they do. And so now our generations are hearing and seeing something that they are calling worship, and it is not worship. We're called to be worshipers. We're called to be victorious people who praise the Lord. We're called to come into his presence. We just need to understand the layers. We just need to understand the differences so we can react to God when he calls for us to do that. It's very difficult to go to a place where people don't understand what it means to call on the name of the Lord or to sing songs, spiritual songs to the Lord. It's hard to go to a place where people don't understand the prophetic singing that can take place. But it's really difficult for me especially to go to a place where people do not understand worship. So when I look into society, when I look into the cities and the people and the world and hear what they're saying, it struggles. It brings struggles to me. I struggle with that. But God doesn't want me to combat it. He doesn't want me to go fight it. He wants me just to say, hey, listen, Jesus is here and he wants you to worship him. And Jesus wants you to understand, he wants me to understand how the Holy Spirit works in these moments. And so when that takes place, we find that we can, in the process, we can learn how to worship God God's way. We can learn it, we can eventually experience it, but we are going to have to lay down some things as the process continues. We'll have to lay down our guitars. We're going to have to lay down our microphones. We're going to have to lay down all the ideas and all the plans that we come with because God is magnificent. He's omniscient. He's the creator of all things. And God knows how to run a meeting. God knows that it's more than just, hey, let's love one another. See, if we say we just need to love one another, that's the prime thing. That's the most important thing. Well, that isn't always true because for us to get to that point of loving one another, the Holy Spirit has to take us through moments of his experiences. So we hear and then we achieve. And some of that hearing comes from people singing spiritual songs, prophesying and teaching, but that doesn't eliminate worshiping him. Worshiping him his way is the goal that he has for us. Mm-hmm.